This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, George Allman. Mark Mahady has a day off today. Uh, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Did you see the moon this morning? I did not see the moon this morning. And, you know, I was thinking about this this morning as I was walking down in the fog to let the chickens out and give them food. My you were, you were apple, thinking that you wouldn't see the moon? Well, I was looking for the moon, which I could not see, but my Apple Watch face that I have on has the moon phases on it. So I've relied on my mother, my sister, you guys, but all I have to do is look at my watch. And you and can I, see it? Yes. Oh, I saw it. It was right over the top of the building this morning when we were standing in the parking lot. A little hazy, but it right. was there. Okay, so thank you for verifying. Yeah, so Jennifer, it's out. Jennifer, you don't need to call in. And my, my watch verifies it, which has been on my wrist every morning we've done this. I just never bothered to pay attention to it. Which has been one of my issues my whole life. <laughs> it's not just the watch. Well, it's hard to believe. About a week ago, I was uh, on my way up to Stewart, Florida, just to cruise around and see what was going on. I was going to start singing Margaritaville. Oh, actually, no. We were on our way home. We were home from Stewart. We were back in West. No, we yeah, we went back up to Stewart. Yeah. Okay, but you had went for a wedding, but what were some of the bot- botanical delights that you saw oh, while we, you were there? Uh, the, botanical the, delights? The, day, the, the wedding wasn't until 4.30 on last Sunday. So we, Melanie and I got up that morning and looked around to see what there was to do in, um, in Palm Beach. And they have, there's three botanical gardens there. So we picked one and went down to it. It's the Mounts Botanical Garden. It's a 14-acre botanical garden. It's just north of the um, airport in Palm Beach. Uh, beautiful garden. Absolutely stunning garden. Um, they, have all, they, have, they have sections of it that are all divided up into different climate areas. Uh, the variety of stuff that they have growing there is amazing. And the day that we were there, it was vendor day. And on vendor day, they invite growers from all growers and other vendors from all over the area to come in and sell their stuff. So it was like a it was like a nursery swap meet. And a nursery farmers market. Awesome. It was you know the the only thing the only thing that was disappointing is there's no way we could have taken any of it home. Legally, legally, okay. Uh, but nice caveat. <laughs> but man, they had there were some bromeliad growers that had some just spectacular plants available. Um, how did this get in my suitcase? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that happened, <laughs> sir. I, <laughs> uh, it, it was and it, and it was packed. I mean, there were a lot of people there. Can I relate my story of seeing the pictures? Sure. Do you remember no. what pictures? The pictures of your botanical oh, garden. Yeah. yeah what, I was up in the office learning about their trip, and Melanie was on one side of me with her phone camera, and Ken was on the other side, and they were tag-teaming one, one after the other. Well, wait, no, look at this one. Well, wait, no, look at this one. And the pictures, 
were beautiful, spectacular. I, I was envious. There's it. It's if if you ever get back to uh, the to the to South Florida on the uh, East Coast, that's it's definitely a must see. I I would highly highly recommend it. It's an absolutely beautiful garden. Some of the cycads they had there were unbelievable. The um, some of the biggest ones were um, the Australian ones. Um, what are those? Um, the di oh the, the zamias? No. Macrozamia. Macrozamia. Yeah, the macrozamias and the microzamias. They what, were huge. What is the ginormous one we have under the shade canopy? Is that a I think it's an encephalartist, but I can't remember it's which enormous. one. Enormous. Well, there was a, I think it was, a, I think it used to be at Rancho Soledad. They had a, they had the biggest cycad I had ever seen in my life, and it was a lepidozamia, and I can't remember which one it was. But that thing had to be almost 20 feet in diameter. It was, it was huge. I don't know whatever happened to it. It may still be there for all I know. Somebody probably recycled it because the fronds died on it. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Uh, but it's a, it, 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 was a, it was a beautiful garden. Um, it was just really neat. But I couldn't believe how many vendors they had there. I mean, it was, it was packed. You know, when you were talking about that, it made me think about how many vendors we could have had here in the day and how many have disappeared. You know, you and your dad were working on that oh, list, the list of, of what used to be. And, and there's so many that are gone, so many more that are gone than are here. Uh, nurseries that we had, independent nurseries, uh, growers in this county. Uh, well, you know, and that I was going to mention it a couple of weeks ago when when – things started to come in um fuchsias we had at least two nurseries in san diego that that's all they grew was fuchsias they didn't grow anything else stubs stubs and fire mountain i don't remember fire mountain yeah those were the those were the two and that and i remember every year at the at the fair when they before they changed the format of the flower show around they had different categories for different like they had fern garden and shade garden and Blah blah blah, but they had a, they had a, they had a category for fuchsia garden, and Stubbs and Fire Mountain would put in these displays of these fuchsias that were just over the top. I mean, huge, huge plants, uh, just I, covered with flowers. I always remember Stubbs because they had that booth, the last booth on your way out of the the main uh, promenade, so you could buy. Hang oh yeah, basket fuchsias on your way out. Yeah. Take them home. That was Stubbs that, that always had that thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. There's there's a there's a lot of stuff that's gone. Unfortunately, you know, in that same vein, while you were gone last week, we took a phone call from Oliver from Wideners. Wideners, yes. I, I asked the big important question: Is it Wideners or Wideners? And it's Wideners. Um, but they're begon. Well, it's today. It it's started today actually yesterday. I, I got an email from them, and yesterday they opened up their fields. Oh, for the Dig Your Own? The, the Dig Your Own Begonia starts, started yesterday. This is the first Saturday That's of it. Correct. Can I say that? You may. Okay. Um, but we had a nice conversation about begonias, and uh, remember we I tried to get him to <clears throat> come on unsolicited or at the last moment. I texted him at... 6.30 in the morning to see if he wanted to talk to us without unannounced. But he called last week. It was very nice. You know, we don't we don't get that many of the big flowering tuberous begonias like we used to. I mean, we used to get them with the flowers that were like six or eight inches across. Um, 
And we used to we used to sell tubers, begonia tubers too. And Those are still there, and San Diego still sells them in their season. But Poway, it didn't catch on. No, so. no, it didn't. Unfortunately, because they 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 are beautiful plants. They're really really pretty when they get going, and the the flowers are amazing. Wasn't it? One of the pictures I'm going to take you back to Florida for a minute was that giant oak tree, right? It was that. Oh, one? that was at the wedding venue. The, okay. a, a, my niece got married at a barn out in the middle of nowhere, um, somewhere up in some, somewhere up by Indian Town, which is about 25 or 35 miles northwest of Palm Beach, kind of in the central part of the state. Um, now, now a, you say in a barn. I saw the pictures. Well. Um, yeah, it's a. You want to clarify slightly? It's a huge, it's a huge barn that used to be a barn that they have converted to a wedding venue, and apparently that's all the rage back in Florida right now are barn weddings. The company that owned the venue that we were at has three other venues across the state, and it's the same thing. They just they have these barns that they go through and really deck them out. Uh, it was, it, it was stunning. But the the actual place where the ceremony took place was behind the barn under a oak tree that had to be hundreds of years old it was it was massive it was just this massive oak tree and it was completely covered in a spanish moss completely covered it was it was it was really really pretty did you at least bring us home some spanish moss no cuz we have it already but it was the spanish moss was blooming when we were there Although it, we were there in the daytime, so you really couldn't smell it. But. Tiny little green flowers? Or? Yeah, about yeah. About, uh, about three sixteenths of an eight inch across. Uh, it's Yeah, the Spanish moss is not really a moss. It's a tillandsia. I have some uh, in my backyard in a pecan tree. Yeah. And it has bloomed as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful little emerald green flower. Now, did you say it was fragrant? Yeah. I did, I did not very, know that. Yeah, it, nocturnally fragrant. Yeah, it's a... If you have enough of it, you can really smell it. Uh, we didn't know, we didn't spend that much time outside because it was hot. Uh, we were inside the barn, which was air conditioned to like a refrigerator. <laughs> air conditioned like a refrigerator. Had a floor. There weren't flies. There weren't animals. No, there were there were horses inside the barn. No, outside in a, okay. big, in a big paddock area. They had their so own. So you're using the term. Barn. You're saying he's using the term barn very loosely. Well, it was a barn. Right. I saw the pictures, right. but it's not a barn. Not any longer. Were you raised in a barn? You know, that kind yeah. of thing. It's not like that. Is that, yeah, is that, that a fair? See where you were going. That's, okay, that's, that's what I was trying to say. I have not seen if it's at a barn or not, but in my Elston's Hay and Grain email that I get every month, they have developed a venue out in our East County somewhere for really? having your, yeah. I'll have to now look and see if it's if it's the East Coast barn wedding venue that is catching on here or not. I know you're all waiting. You're very excited to find <laughs> out. I'll, you'll have to wait till next week. Well, I was a, I, w- I was very. I, I did. I wasn't sure what to expect when uh, I said, "Oh, it's a barn wedding." I was like, "Oh man, that's gonna, yeah, you know, a barn in Florida and the in in the heat and humidity. That's neat." But it was a, it was very, very well done. And you, you don't even have a wedding. tail to swat the flies away when you're standing. No, there. there really, there was surprisingly very little bugs in the area. Um, even as the, even as the sun started going down, it, it really wasn't bad. And we did have to go outside a few times because we were freezing inside the barn. It was so, <laughs> they had the air conditioning cranked up so high. Um, but it was a, it was a, it's a, it's a very, it's a very pretty area. It's almost perfectly flat, and just. 
Unlike really? the rest of Florida. Well, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get you, you get up around you get up around the turn where the Panhandle is, and you do start to get some, some, yeah, you get yeah. some hills up there. But yeah, pretty much the peninsula of Florida is is flat. The biggest thing on the, the tallest peaks on the peninsula of Florida are the landfills. Right. So, um, but that's another story. I have not thought or heard that. Yeah, at least that's been my observation of it. Um, but that area around Indian Town is it, it's really pretty. And then where we we brought our in laws' boat back from, they were in stand the boat in Stewart, and uh, it was on the Indian River. My God, the Indian River is huge. Was, it's got to be close to a mile across. Was that uh, the picture I saw with somebody's legs looking out the back of a yeah. boat? That yeah, was that heavy. was Indian River. Yeah, it looked look it, nice. It's a it's a beautiful area. It's a really really pretty area. Stewart's a Stewart's a neat little town. So, if you're ever back in Florida, those are a couple of things that you might want to check out. Every time you say Stewart, Florida, I think of Seward, Alaska, and I don't know why. They're Seward? Seward, Alaska. Yeah. They're kind of different. But George last week was relating a botanical garden story, and I believe while you were away, he has another botanical garden story. However, yeah. we're not going to tell you about it right now, are we? No, we're going to. We're coming up to a break here pretty soon. Uh, you're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 1-888-344-1170 is the number. That's 888-344-1170. We're going to be back with more Garden Talk right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And we're back. With more Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross. George Allman, Mark Mahady has the day off today. Um, can, was, go ahead. I was just noticing, is it casual Saturday? You look very casual. I've never noticed your footwear when we've been in here before. <laughs> I, and I don't know why I just noticed it this time. But anyway. Um, My topsiders? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, well, you know, kind of continuing on with the... Um, botanical garden theme i ran across something the other day when i was looking at things online and i had never heard of it before but up in riverside they actually have a citrus museum and it's a, it's run by the california state parks california state parks i did not know that either i had never heard of it before um it's going on go my check, bucket bucket list Need check to go. out the citrus museum can we do a field trip i, I would we, love to i think we should um but here, this is from the uh, this is from the website. It said this park interprets the industry's role in the history and development of California through the stories of diverse groups of people 
who made it all possible. Park recaptures the complexities of the time when citrus was king, exploring the significance of the citrus industry in Southern California. In 1873, the U.S. Department of Agriculture forever changed history of Southern California when it sent two small naval oranges to Riverside resident Eliza Tibbetts. Uh, those trees, growing in ideal soil and weather conditions, produced an especially sweet and flavorful winter fruit, harvest fruit. Word of this far superior orange quickly spread, and a great agricultural industry was born. In the early 1900s, an effort to promote citrus ranching in the state brought hundreds of would-be citrus barons, as well as thousands of migrant and immigrant agricultural workers to California for the second gold rush. This reason. This resulted in the growth of cities and communities throughout Southern California, most of which were segregated along class and racial lines. On the surface, however, the lush groves of oranges, lemons, and grapefruit contributed by California's legacy, its lingering images, the Golden State, the land of sunshine and opportunity. Now, they do have citrus grove tours, but they are not going to be starting those again until sometime in May. Um, Which is today. Yes, (laughs) as a matter of fact, (laughs) sometime after today. Um, And apparently you can bring one grocery bag per family and you can sample fruit as you're doing the tour. Oh, I'd like that. I think it would be very interesting to see. I'm I'm disappointed in myself that I had opportunities to go up to the citrus collection at Riverside and do those tours. We could probably arrange that. And I, I did not avail myself. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we mentioned should. that before. We should. We really should go up there as a, as a group. So yeah. last week, um, we got back to the Huntington. Remember, we were talking about the Huntington Gardens mm-hmm. two weeks ago, and we got sidetracked. We, we got sidetracked by the horses, which we should mention today is Derby Day, right? Is it the. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we could get sidetracked again and go to Santa Anita again. But. Or. Talk so, for, Well. You know, when it, I mentioned last week at the Huntington Gardens, their roses were in bloom, and it was it was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have about four thousand individual plants, twelve hundred different cultivars. That said, in our backyard here in San Diego, in at Barona Casino, uh, they have a rose garden with about four hundred. I think it's three hundred and ninety roses. Uh, and Capri and I went last week on Sunday, and David Lund, who is the caretaker, but I would say more is the artist there because it is a spectacular spectacularly displayed garden it is in my opinion so much better than the huntington really they See, are, i haven't been out i have not been out to barona he I has done do you know david david did a rose class for us up at the poway store he and i taught it together on roses and they they just they are gorgeous and he happened to be there so capri and i walked around and talked to him he he pointed out his favorite rose which is the della reese which i think i might agree that has become it is gorgeous. I need to get one of those. And then my least favorite is the honey Dijon, which we've discussed. But not a big fan. That right. said, he, he, he has done a, a great job there. And if you get the opportunity, I would encourage you to go out there and, and look at those roses. And he's a good brand ambassador. He, he he's a wonderful guide. And I mean, he, that's his garden. He takes care of it as though it were his own. And, and I think the presentation there is so much better than some of the other rose gardens I've seen. It's really, really nice. Now, if you were to go now, Ken, because George has recommended it, not the last three years when I've recommended it, we're going to have a situation here. <laughs> no, I've, just so I've, you know. Ever, ever since you mentioned it, I've been meaning to go. Okay, that's good enough I just for me. Not you know, and, and talking about citrus, one thing that was very interesting, as a matter of fact, it was on... I can't remember who it was. I think, 
I think Ken Kramer might have done a thing about it on last Thursday, or it aired on last Thursday. Um, all the eucalyptus trees around San Diego were all started by uh, the Santa Fe Railroad and to, because they needed ties. And I can't remember what the count was. I think they said it's like 3,000 ties per mile uh, of track. So that's why they planted the eucalyptus trees. But unfortunately, the wood for the from eucalyptus is not good for making railroad ties. The, it doesn't hold the spikes from what I'd seen. So they had all these eucalyptus trees planted in the central part of San Diego, and they needed to do something with them. So they went through and started selling off parcels uh, for ranch properties and encouraging people to plant citrus orchards. So they would grow, so these people would buy these properties, put in these citrus orchards, they'd get all the fruit from the citrus orchards, and then they had to do something with it. And it just happened to be that the Santa Fe Railroad was very happy to transport their crops for them. So the history of Rancho Santa Fe, and that's why Rancho Santa Fe is called Rancho Santa Fe, is because it was started by the Santa Fe Railroad. Um, the history of that area is actually really, really interesting. And I doubt they're doing it right now, but I'm sure as things start to open up, you can get um, you can get walking tours of the village of Rancho Santa Fe. Um, where they give you the history and it with the architecture and everything was there it was it was a woman who basically designed the entire village of Rancho Santa Fe. Um, I can't remember, can't recall her name off the top of my head, but it's it's a very very interesting story for a really pretty part of San Diego County. That should be in about San Diego, which maybe that's what you were saying. I'm that, I think that's where I, I think that. But we, Melanie, I actually went up and took the walking tour one time. They started the Rancho Santa Fe in, and then they go all through the little village area, and they point out the differences in the buildings, and um, and then there was a little slideshow at the end. It was it, it was it was it, it an was actual really, slideshow. The no, okay, no, it was, a film and strip, it, <laughs> and it was not a film strip. <laughs> Tink, turn the page. <laughs> so, yeah, um. Just just going back real quick to the Barona. If you get the chance to go out there, I'm it, some of the roses that are on the, I guess it's the. East side, maybe there's some trees. There's a stand of trees that are blocking it, and they're not in bloom yet. So, another you, couple of weeks. So, I plan on going out in. Well, we plan on going out in about two weeks to take another look at it. You told me it was about seventy percent. You would guesstimate that. Yeah, my guess about that. And we're in bloom. That the north end of it is in the shadow of the parking structure, so it's a little little behind. That's where all the David Austin's roads. However, are, and we've talked about this before. If if some of our customers would come in and you'd say, well, what's different? Why? Because they'll say my roses aren't blooming. You know, say what's different and say nothing. They're all planted it's in the same exactly spot. It's all exactly the same and they're just right next to each other. I know. Yeah. And it is, it's more people are coming around to grasping subtle, the concept, subtle differences. Right. And that, that's a good thing, but it is beautiful out there. And usually you get offered a, some cold bottled water. Correct. Cause it can be warm out there. And I'll bet if you were out there yesterday or the day before, it was on the warm side. I would think so. It was warm in Poway yesterday. It was hot in Poway. Yeah, yeah. We we. I, I heard the announcement over the speakers. It's it's ninety four degrees in Poway, but don't dis, don't despair. It feels like hundred and one. <laughs> oh, good. That makes me feel better. I think the weather's supposed to start plateauing. Though, now, I think yesterday it's supposed to be ten to twenty degrees cooler today. Really? Yes. And. Uh, on uh, Thursday, as I was, Wednesday or Thursday, as I was heading, well, I went down to let out the chickens and I turned on the 
manual sprinkler under my avocado tree just to give it a little extra water before I left for work. That was a good idea. Did you forget to turn it off? I did not forget to turn it off. When I got home and heard the sprinkler on over there, I turned it off right away. <laughs> so that, that extra half an hour of water the tree was going to have turned into an all-day affair. And then well, I, you don't have to water it for a month. Well, <laughs> well, I guess it depends on how much of the water ran off and how much of it. No, it all in. soaks in, but oh. my, my, my soil is quite porous, so mm. it doesn't stay Well, you're there. on a well, so it didn't cost you much, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Uh, let's see. Wait, before you go, yeah. on that same vein, when I got home yesterday, my grapefruit tree, I was seeing the backs of some of the leaves, which was telling me it did not like yesterday's heat, which was telling me I probably should have watered it the day I watered the avocado. So I did turn that sprinkler on last night, and I did remember to turn it off. So just so that nobody's worried about it. You should just get some of those little battery-powered valves. I have them. (laughs) (laughs) Are they in the garage next to the chemicals or something? No, they're hooked up, but then they have to be retimed, and then I have to go through the sprinkler lines. I have a lot of of, uh, deferred maintenance to take care of before I can do that. Um, Now you may may move along. Oh, let's see. Uh, One of our favorite suppliers, Sherman Nursery, um, brought in a bunch of really cool stuff. They grow... I don't think they grow anything normal. Oh, they, hang on. Lillian Rice. That's the name that's you can't name. Okay. remember. Yes, that's... Thanks, that, Mary. That is it. Okay. Uh, but that's the I name of the person who designed... Yes, yeah, okay. who, who designed Rancho Santa Fe. Thank you. Yes. Um, but they... Sherman, they... I don't think they grow anything normal. At least we've never gotten anything normal from them. It's always weird. When you say weird. normal, yeah, what define, do you mean Define by that? that. Well, they, they don't grow... As far as I know, typical they or don't, traditional. They, yeah, they don't grow salvias. They don't grow raphalipus, uh, things like that. They they grow unusual things. Uh, there we go. Very some very unusual things, um, but really really neat stuff. And both store we got a huge shipment in in the Poway, and we split it between the two stores, so both stores have it. Um, some really strange ficus. Uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite ficus trees, uh, ficus religiosa. We got some four-inch ones in stock. Both, really, both stores have some really of nice. All of this, be... really nice. Um, kind of trying to remember. There what else was I had. three or four different ficus, and then the gerardanthus. All these different. Your your big word starts with a C A U D. Caudiciform. Yes. Oh, those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you tell us what a caudiciform is, and I'll get you the list of the different things that we have. You know those things that get those <laughs> they big, big bulbous base. Yeah, they get a big. They it get a big like trunk on. It looks like it's an old tree trunk that fell. Yeah, and it's just and, yeah. Well, and we have that one that looks like a uh, a pancake. You know the the yeah the big flat thing. Yes, looks kind of pancakey. Um, so so while, while you're while he's looking it up, the the uh, ficus religiosa, religiosa religiosa that was mm-hmm. easy, easy for you, for to, you say. to say. Um, what, but, um, what, that, there's some significance in that in in Hinduism. Yes, it's supposedly the tree that um, that, Buddha. that Buddha found enlightenment underneath. Right, set underneath uh, it, and it's the it's it. I believe it's actually sacred. Uh, in a couple in, different states in, in India, yeah, yeah. and um, people will carry a leaf and a locket around their neck. It has a very unusual leaf to it. It's a kind of a heart shaped leaf, but it has a very long tip that comes off of the end of it um, that supposedly drains the the water off of it when it we had a we had a nice specimen rain. for a, a while in our in our um, bonsai section it was a, it was a part of a, a buddha 
Yeah, it was growing on top. It was growing on top of the booth. Yeah, it was very pretty. Well, when the last time I was in Key West, we were walking around down on one of the side streets off of Duval. They're growing in the cracks of the sidewalk down there, uh, up against buildings. I I never saw, never saw a mature one, but I saw a lot of immature ones growing out of the sidewalk. But if there's immature ones growing out of the sidewalk, there's There's got to be somewhere. There's got to be one big (laughs) enough to produce seeds somewhere. but it's it's a when it gets big it's a it's a really pretty plant and we ha- we've had specimen sized ones in the past but they are few and far between you know I just noticed we are running up on a break here if you want to give us a call eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number you're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, uh, George Allman, Mark Mahady has the day off. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. That's 888-344-1170. As a matter of fact, we are going to go talk to Larry in Oceanside. Good morning, Larry. How are you? Hey, guys. Um, great. I just want to give out a shout-out to, um, you know, one of the things that your store has is uh, you could take pictures. I have a low-clot tree that was looked like it was dying and i took the pictures to uh, a lady in their back there uh for information she knew exactly what to do and um you know she told me that the canopy was not watered enough underneath the tree so probably saved me a ton of money and and uh and i asked her how much it, you know what should i buy and she said nothing just clean out the can you know the underneath the canopy of the tree and water out there because the the roots need to reach out for the feeder roots are at the at the end you don't get that kind of information anywhere and uh, i thought she was great well thank you that i appreciate we appreciate the compliment we uh we certainly we certainly try well i'll just tell you the other thing too so uh well i still spent 150 dollars there yesterday <laughs> <laughs> but and that pottery stuff uh i couldn't walk away from it. i guess you got a load of that stuff in oh the talavera and, uh, yeah, that yeah. stuff is gorgeous. Yeah, it's been it's become extremely popular over the past year or so. Yeah, so your, your store has everything. I enjoy going there. Well, thank you very much, Larry. We appreciate that. All right, have a good day. Okay, you too. Take care. I, I hope he remembered to turn off his hose after uh, he got done watering. People. Yeah, you know what's interesting is is I I work there and and I tend to 
leave spending money every day too, or you know, a couple times a week, just the same reason. There's stuff there that I've got to have. It happens. <laughs> you know, when I got home yesterday, I looked in the back of my car and I found the plants that I had purchased the day before. How are they I, doing in the heat? <laughs> they they were fine because I kind of try and park in the shade. Yeah. So it we was fortunate. Okay. They were okay. Uh, you know, talking about stuff that stuff that you need. Um, some of the stuff that we got it I, that I hadn't seen yet this season. We have fennel in stock in, in Poway, which I'm uh, not a fennel fan. I, I can take it or leave it, it. It's great for swallowtails. So if you want to bring some swallowtails into your yard, uh, there's some utility in that. In there that. is yeah. a ton of utility in that. Yeah. I I digress. You are correct. I'm not a huge fennel fan in, culinarily. Got it. I I, I like eating. I, I like to just grab a leaf and munch on it. Seriously? Yeah, and the seeds. Absolutely. Uh, we also have cumin back in stock. I'm still stuck. David's still staring at me. <laughs> On the fennel thing. <laughs> well, maybe he's part caterpillar. Um, Good point. But, but you don't like the... Uh, we'll, we'll digress. I'm not going there. Keep going. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cumin. We've got cumin back in stock, which is a kind of a weird-looking plant. Uh, I don't think I'd ever seen it before this year. Okay, can I go off on that for a moment? Yeah, you don't like cumin either? No, I wasn't. I was going to say, the last time we talked about French tarragon, they were teeny tiny. But yesterday, I saw some big French tarragon in the small pots, and they were sticking out of the pots. Is that on your list? Yeah, tarragon is on here. I have nothing good or bad to say about cumin. Tarragon is an artemisia. Is it? Yes. I did not know that. He learned us that a... A couple uh, days ago, or last week, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I oh. did not know that. Um, caraway. I don't ever remember us having caraway before. Yeah, I saw that. It was a, made a great TV show. They went out for a two-hour tour, and then the <laughs> caraways got stuck on the island. Yeah, that's exactly it. You remember it correctly. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, okay, kind now. of a neat looking, kind of a neat looking plant, but uh, I had never, I don't ever remember seeing it now, before. Is that is that the same as caraway time? No, a, oh. I think it's car- It's the caraway that you get the seeds, the seeds from, from, right? That you can use to make aquavit, which is um, vodka flavored with caraway. It actually ta- it actually tastes like caraway. And then the good aquavit, what they do is they they distill it, and then they put it in the barrels, and then they load it way down in the bottom of ships, and send it all around the world, and never unload it. And apparently, the rocking motion of the ship and the barrel makes it age better. I didn't know that. Yeah. And and the the look on my face is because I didn't know there was good aquavit and bad aquavit. <laughs> I didn't say there was good and bad. I'm just saying the 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 better aquavit is the okay. one is the one that goes I, around I apologize. the world. I put words in the, your mouth. The one that goes around the world and the bottom of ships and and sloshes around. Do for, they chart for certain types of seas when they're doing that cuz is is if don't know. Are if the seas are too heavy, do you do you well, bruise since, your well since, yeah. since yeah. most of it Good since point. most of it is distilled in um, it's a Scandinavian drink so it's Denmark Norway Sweden I would imagine it gets rough some pretty around Atlantic, gets sloshed right. around pretty good up there so anyway and that's where the word slosh came from it gets sloshed in route to you could very well uh, if you want to get us give us a call eight 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 Three four four eleven seventy is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to go to Poway where Carol is waiting. Good morning, Carol. How are you? Good morning. Your show is so fun. Oh, thank you. So thank you. Yeah, entertaining and fun and informative. Um, but I just wanted to thank you because I I went to uh, the Poway store 
and my brother and sister-in-law, they go away. They live in Script French, and I take care of their place. And then I notice sometimes they have bugs that are, uh, this one was in, infesting their mandervillia. And I took a sample, and a nice young man there was uh, helping me, and he 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 said, uh, Nim, Nim, Nimrod, Nim Maybe oil. Maybe neem oil, probably? Yes, neem oil. There you go. And it, it, it sure helped. So I, I want to thank you, the, the, the staff there. It's so wonderful to be able to bring what the trouble is, pictures or, you know, the sample, and then they help you right there on the spot. I, I think it's wonderful. We're happy and to do that. <laughs> thank you. Your story is wonderful. Uh, so I want to also thank you for uh, bringing up a good memory of my dad. He is a farmer in, in uh, raised a farmer in northern um, Iowa, and that's a very Scandinavian. He is Norwegian, and I want to say skull because that was so interesting to hear that about, you know, what makes a better skull going on the ships, and maybe that's why, because, of course, the Vikings would go run on the ships or something. Anyway, interesting. So I, um, my dad loved gardening, and, and um, you know, I, I we would go back to visit them in, in Iowa and those wonderful farms back there. So um, then one more thing. My niece's son in um, Temecula works on a, in a venue that that is popular in Temecula, these venues and wine vineyard and wine areas um, where they're using barns and all for weddings. So it is catchy on here too. Which which vineyard does he work at? Do you know? Oh gosh, no! I, I he he just kind of newly started. He's seventeen and just works on the you know weekends. So I'll have to find that out for you. Oh, I would appreciate that. Yeah, there's some there's some there's some beautiful venues up in uh in Temecula up in the wine country up there. Yeah. So when you said you'd gone to Florida and and um, noticed, you know, how beautiful that was where you went, you know, that I was saying, well, I guess it's getting started here too. It, that's that what it is. sounds like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, again, thank you. Um, all of you are terrific. You're the best. Thank you so much, Carol. You have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. That's so sweet. That's that very, was very kind. That was very nice of her. Yep. It was a very nice uh, compliment. We certainly appreciate it. We certainly try. So We try. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else is going on out in the... Well, I want to go, go back ahead. to water-saving devices. Mm-hmm. I, I heard a, a story in the break about how to save your roses, water your roses, and take care and outsmart squirrels all at the same time. Is that correct? Did I that, hear that something? Is, you did hear that correctly. You know, a couple of weeks ago we did one of the, the Wednesday Wisdoms was on squirrels, which was pretty well received because a lot of people have squirrel issues in their yard. Mm-hmm. I think most people find them as pests, but a couple of people thought they were cute. But um, Well, they, they're cute they, until they start eating stuff that you well, don't and want they, them and to they, eat. And one of the... The big issues I've seen is when they tunnel underneath your plants and your irrigation is no longer actually watering your plant but running away mm-hmm. uh, can be problematic. But they do they do chew, gnaw through um, drip lines. Mm-hmm. And so back to the Barona Garden, what David Lund had, Lund had done out there, he had these little clay um, water basins that you would put underneath pots underneath a couple different of uh, a couple different plants, and the, and the drip line went to them. And I was thinking, why why are these there? You know, or is this to, to provide additional humidity? But in, after we asked him, he was using that to make a basin of water so that the squirrels will, would stop chewing all of the drip lines. 
because he was losing drip lines regularly. He would have to go out there and fix it and repair them on a regular basis. So this provided water, and they stopped. And so the water would overflow and water the tree, or the shrub, rather. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was always water available to the trees when he'd water. But more importantly, there was always water available to the squirrels, and they stopped gnawing all of his hoses. So that if they got thirsty while they were gnawing on the roses, they'd have a place to drink. They'd have a place to drink, (laughs) yes. Yeah. That's a, it, it was that's a an idea. interesting concept, yeah. 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 And it's, he said it works so because he couldn't keep them out. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right. And we're back with more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady has the day off today. Um, We got some good news this week. We did. We got some fruit trees in stock. Which is shocking. And I was surprised because um, the one supplier that we got a bunch of stuff from yesterday, yes, I wasn't expecting to have anything for months. Which so. is our primary citrus supplier, which yeah. we thought, well, for the last, what, month, they've had a total of zero citrus trees available. And I think we've mentioned this before in the past when I would ask you, you know, are we? You know, when are we? When do you expect some lemons or some limes? And you say, yeah, next Thursday or two weeks from now. But the last probably six weeks, when I would ask you, you say, I have no idea. No idea. No well, idea. Because every time I'd call the grower, they'd say, Oh, check back in a month or two. Right. That was the standard answer, and has been for at least six months. And I was told they didn't have any more stock on the ground, and obviously they do because we just got in a a bunch of different mandarins and oranges and some lemons. Um, mostly standard, but we did get back in some Meyer lemons, semi-dwarfs in both five and 15 gallons, which we have, well, the 15s have been gone and not available for a while. And the fives, we were down to our last three or four. Um, that is the most barren I've ever seen our citrus. Yeah. I, Even I've, as a customer I've, I've coming never there for seen 20 it years. That low. In yeah. the 30 plus years that I've been doing this, it's never been that low. I had a customer yesterday that was looking for a blood orange. That's what he really wanted. He was there with his father or father-in-law, and they wanted to get a blood orange for uh, his wife. And the father-in-law was, or father was going to purchase it. And I told him we didn't have any blood oranges, and we hadn't gotten any in. And then we walked out to the citrus section, and he pointed to the sign and looked at me like, why are you telling me you don't have them? And there's a sign right there that says blood oranges. And I said, yes, that is a sign that says blood oranges. 
we didn't have any. Yeah. Do you see any blood oranges? <laughs> well, it was with the grapefruit. So there yeah. was some red grapefruit right next to it. But they ended up getting a, a, a navel orange. And they were very happy. And I was just very pleased that we got some things in. And they were limiting the quantities that you could purchase. So I got the maximum quantities I was allowed to get, which will probably last us a week. And I've already placed another order. There was things still on the availability. So we'll get another order next week. And then we got in a whole host of of stone fruits or deciduous fruit trees from Monrovia that are ready to go. Beautiful Absolutely apricots. Beautiful. Um, yeah, tropic gold. Tropic gold, right. which is probably one of the most, what's the word when they produce young? Precocious. Precocious apricots uh fruitful from a from the get-go and they had fruit on them not a lot but yeah, fruit the, on them the snow queen nectarines also had fruit on them and there was a, a a group of santa rosa plums and then the there was honey crisp apples and anna apples excellent and then not from was there anything else from monrovia there were we had a, the ruby seedless grapes there was a, a zestful golden chalice grape and there were a couple of cane berries. There was a, a Marion berry and then two, one or two. Di- How do you say it? No, no, oh. no. Every time I hear Marion berry, <laughs> the berry, I laugh. Okay, you do. You do. And I, I do. always think I say it wrong. No. I guess it's pronounced incorrectly. It or it's just a, makes yeah. me smile. And then I'm I had two, two different, ki- two different uh, raspberries that, that escaped me right now. I don't recall which, but there are two different raspberries as well. Heritage, I think, was one of them. Okay. That came. These were all the Monrovia products. And then we got in some persimmons from a different grower a few weeks ago and we just wanted to let them grow on a little more to make sure they were rooted well enough Um, so those will be out today they were they are fuyus and some jujubes as well now do you say jujube or jujube i say jujube mr anderson i don't okay So when a customer comes in and says, do you have jujubes, you just say yes or yes, no? Yes, and- I just point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like we're talking about beets over here. Yeah. Well, pretty right. much. It's the it's it the beet of, of the fruit tree family. There are, uh, there'll be a lot, of more, a lot more fruit trees coming out now. I was out there watering yesterday trying to catch up. You know, speaking of watering and trying to catch up, is this a proper venue to say if you know somebody that's looking for a job in the watering industry or the nursery <laughs> industry or helping out at a at a local retail nursery? Send them our way. Yeah. yeah send, would, would, would that be something we could say on the air? We, well, you just did. So, but yeah, if, you, if you're interested in possibly uh, uh, obtaining employment from Walter Anderson Nursery, especially, well, I don't know if they're hiring in San Diego, but I do know we are looking for people in in Poway, uh, people with people with um, horticultural or, gar- or strong gardening experience for customer service, and also just uh, some people to um, help out help with- help out with in, the, in the yard with stocking and watering and uh, maintenance. So uh, stop in and fill out an application or email a resume uh, to us, and uh, you can send that to uh, info dot poway at walteranderson dot com. There you go. Uh, yeah, you know, I I have to admit the the fruit trees that we get from Monrovia, they're ten gallon trees, but they are some of the they are some of the nicest fruit trees I think I have ever seen. They uh, are for container yeah. for container yeah. grown trees. They are absolutely beautiful. They do a really good job of it. Oh, talking about apricots blooming, my rootstock apricot, which I haven't cut down, because it's actually a really pretty tree. 
um, out in the corner of my yard by the pool actually bloom this year. So it bloomed after it leafed out, so I couldn't really see it, but I was out doing some stuff around the pool. I'm looking around, and what are all these little white things all over the ground? And we call them flowers in the nursery they're, they're, business, yeah. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> yeah, they're, to if be, you swing by to one be, of the stores, we can to, give you a quick to, tutorial. To be specific, yeah, they're petals. But I, yeah. because, like I said, they it it flowered after it leafed out, so I could I couldn't see the flowers from from the house, and it was it wasn't until I got up close to it that I could see. So I'm I'll be curious to see if we get any fruit off of it. I think I got one apricot a couple of years ago. So since they don't they don't produce that great every year. Um, maybe this is the year that I'll get two. All right. So, maybe well, this okay. is the year where you, uh, or going into next year, is the time that you graft. Could be, but it's a it's a really pretty tree. I mean, it's very kind of layered and looks. It almost looks like a. It almost looks like the uh, acacias that you see on the savannas in in Africa, where they have that kind of weird oh. inverted triangle look to it. Yeah, and it, yeah. It's it's. I, when I when I found out it was the rootstock that had taken over from the Katie apricot that I planted, I was going to cut it down, and I was like, "No, no, you can't cut it down. It looks really nice." I wonder what kind of it was. It, what do they put those on citations or? I don't. There's Nemagard. Many different yeah. ones. Yeah, but um, we did get in some more Katie apricots. So if you'd like to replace a Katie apricot, I can't imagine why you would want a Katie apricot at your house. But <laughs> if you want to put in a new Katie apricot. I don't have room for it, unfortunately. You'll if have I was going to gonna rip put, out the savanna tree, if I was going to put in a, if I was going to put in another uh, fruit tree, which I might next year, if I could find one. No, not a jujube. <laughs> uh, a green gauge plum, or that the Japanese one. I can't remember which one it is. Pave, I think, but I I'm so confused about that now. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I used to have a red leaf plum in the lawn out front that did really well until it died. But well, they're they're relatively short lived yeah, anyway. You could plants, put a so. spicy nectar plum in its place. That's a That'd great give idea. You a nice actually, red red leaf, and they survive. And they're delicious. As good as a green gauge plum. Well, in different. matters of taste, there can be different. no. It's yeah. very yeah, different. Yeah, it is different. It's a but much richer flavored tree or fruit. The tree doesn't really taste that good, but some some parts are edible. <laughs> but it's a it's a handsome tree. It's I like it. Handsome. Handsome. Well, maybe I'll find some other place to put it. Handsome? Anyway. That's about it for this weekend uh, for Garden Talk. Uh, We will be back next Saturday with another hour of Garden Talk, except for you, George. You're going to be up in Yosemite. Yeah, we'll be in Yosemite next weekend. So if you see George in Yosemite, be sure to stop and say hello. Just real quickly while we're on Yosemite, could somebody remind me what cut out the Yosemite Valley? Just real quickly while we're here, what was it? I thought it was a glacier. It was cold. Glacier. Glacier. Cut, Cut Half Dome? Was that a glacier that slid through there and took care of it? I As know. I understand it. Okay, yeah. I'm going to be expecting many, many pictures. You'll get okay. them. Okay, I want pictures. And, uh, okay, that's all I that's, have. Okay. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with another hour of Garden Talk next Saturday. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. 
still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.